hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy new episode of the podcast. So happy to have you here again or for the first time. This episode, prioritizing mental health, is so crucial. It's just so important because in order to be our best selves in this life, we have to take care of our minds, of our bodies, of our soul, of our spirit, right? All encompassing. I asked my guests to be on this episode because they have in fact prioritized therapy into their lives. And I've personally seen them each grow tremendously from taking that step, that leap of faith. And so as you listen to this episode, I hope that you consider therapy, uh, perhaps think about going back to therapy, or if therapy is really not an option for you, think about new ways to prioritize your own mental health and take care of you. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for an episode on Fine Tune Tuesday and for coming back to talk about mental health and why it is just such an important part of our daily lives. So without further ado, um, can each of you please introduce yourselves? I'll start. Okay. <laughs> um, good evening, everybody. My name is Donovan Tate. Um, I'm out here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and excited for the show today. Um, I could go. Hi, everyone. My name is Adia, and I am um, based in Washington, D.C. And I'm really excited. Hi, I'm Avi. I am based in Chicago, Illinois. Um, so it is now 2021. So I think a very fitting question would be, um, what role did therapy play in helping you all get through all that um, 2020 was for us? And this is a good question. Okay, 2020 was a year, right? And I think that can be shared, you know, that sense making can be shared across the board. So I'm gonna have to sit with this for just a second. I've been reflecting on this a lot and I was just talking to Donovan before um, you and Ariam joined, but like the one thing about 2020 for me is that it was a roller coaster ride. Like sometimes it felt amazing um, because I adjusted to like not having to go out, not having to spend money. And then I loved being outside and then it started to get cold and dark and a lot of things changed. And therapy was with me like from July through December. And I know one thing that was important for me was like, even during the good times, I didn't stop going because I knew like this, this period may not last and I need to have my resource there for when, you know, things get extremely hard um, and I need that support. So I think therapy for me in 2020 um, was just a guide. It was a reminder to myself that like life happens and things don't always stay really good and things don't always stay really bad, right? And so kind of teeter-tottering on, on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I would say, thank you for sharing, Aaliyah. Um, I would say for me, when I think about 2020, the year was very destabilizing. 
Um, it kind of just had me scattered, like very scatterbrained. And I'm sure y'all can attest to that too, but just very scatterbrained throughout the year. There were just so many things going on. You know, you have the pandemic, you have grief, you have loss, you have people losing their lives. You have um, an increase in depression and anxiety and, um, you know, a lot of attention paid towards mental health in the year 2020, just because of everything that was going on and occurring. Um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, start seeing a therapist through my employer. I was actually using my EAP program, which is an uh, employee assistance program where you can see your, you could basically see a counselor for the first five sessions and they're free, you know, so that was a really, really good resource. I was fortunate to have that resource. And um, what therapy provided me in 2020 was just a foundation a foundation there were so many things going on throughout that year that were just like a roller coaster right up and down and sideways and northwest all of that um detours obstacles challenges but the one thing that was a constant for me was being able to meet with my therapist and I've, I've been blessed to you know facilitate a really good relationship with him um so it really provided a guide for me as well to get through that year it really did yeah, I would say, um, you know, I echo very similar sentiments there. Uh, 2020 for me, I don't know how to even describe it. I think that um, it introduced a lot of newness, you know, in terms of like how to uh, be in relationship because this is like the first time I was in like, a, you know, I started a serious relationship at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year and you add dating during a pandemic and it's like, what does that look like, right? Because I don't even know what it means to live in a pandemic, let alone be in a relationship in one, right? And so um, to have that support and validation, um, I don't know how often you all see your therapist, but I was seeing my therapist weekly. And, you know, Leah mentioned, um, there would be some weeks where I'm like, I'm good, I'm chill. Like, there's not a whole lot going on. I can't go outside. Um, you know, like we've been watching Netflix for like seven days straight, but um, to, to be in a space where I can, um, feel safe about, you know, kind of letting out the things that made me feel insecure because I was, you know, like in this pandemic and not really sure what my next move was going to be and like um, transitioning from, you know, working in an office even to like a remote like world, right? Like what does that look like and um, how does that impact me as an individual, you know, outside of work and um, to just even have that space, but see my therapist as kind of a thought partner was helpful, right? And so um, I'm very lucky that I have a therapist where like we, like half our sessions are like us keeping and then the other half of it is just like, hey, like I actually need help because um, is this is this thinking a story that I created in my head or do I really have reason to believe this or that, right? And so it's it's been such a great process to like, um, think through a lot of these like new feelings and new thoughts that I don't think I would have had um, pre-COVID and pre-pandemic. So um, it did provide a sense of security. It was a constant for me in 2020 as well. Um, for me, I started going to therapy in 2019. And so by 2020 came, I believe like my first session of 2020 was a lot of goal setting. And once the pandemic hit, I wasn't able to see my therapist as frequently as I would have liked to. So prior to the pandemic, I was scheduling appointments with her 
at least bi-weekly, but most of the time on a weekly basis. And then after the pandemic, it was like, oh, we'll see, like once in every three weeks or once a month. Um, but what I would say is that because I had conversations about goal setting for myself and just, okay, so how do I deal when I'm anxious? How do I deal when I don't necessarily feel like motivating myself? How do I deal with confrontational, for instance? Um, these were all tools that her and I talked about prior to the pandemic. So once the pandemic hit and I wasn't able to have as much conversations with her um, or as much therapy sessions as I would have liked to, it was a lot of reflecting back to my therapy sessions and really using the tools that I learned um, and I gained from the previous sessions into just really like de-stressing myself because I am I, I do have a lot of ambitious goals and like obviously 2020 taught us that whatever you plan isn't necessarily going to be up to you and you really have to accept change and really adapt and so then okay what is it like how do you what is the process of accepting right and that takes a lot of grieving like there is a grieving process with mourning what you had planned it's like how do you accept that and also pause and move on to whatever the new situation is um, and so I would say as far as 2020, the tools I learned from therapy played a huge role. And I think it's um, a great reminder as well for me, at least, is my therapist can come and go at any given moment, um, but the tools are going to be there with me forever. Or at least I should um, be using them on a regular basis to ensure that I'm getting the results that I would like. You brought up a couple of things that made me think one was the process of accepting basically like the evolution of self and that we will outgrow or we will have to let go of some of the ideals of ourselves or of our future um, that we held on to. And I think when we even think about grief, it's often tied to like losing something else or someone else but I think therapy has taught me especially now that grief is also when you are forced to say goodbye to something you thought was going to be there either like your state of existence or where you were going to live or how life was going to be and I think 2020 for me at least I did go through different processes of grieving right like even my job and starting remote, it changed everything for me. Like working in policy remote is just so different than what I thought it was going to be. You know, like I, I had to grieve when my roommate moved back to Colorado and then I now was living by myself. And so it's those different things. And so something else you brought up, Adiam, was like using your tools, even when your, your therapist isn't there. And so I wonder for you all, as you have you know, let go of different parts of yourself and or accepted new things coming in, how do you take those tools with you and apply them um, even when you can't talk to your therapist? Like when, you in, when you're in your darkest moment, how are you reminding yourself of like, oh, but this is what me and my therapist talked about. Like, what is your, what is your process of application? Honestly, I think that's like one of the hardest parts, right? Because it's like a balance of holding yourself accountable because like now you know better right? And you're like, okay, well, I have had this session with my therapist and we talked about like, 
I don't know, like insecurities or whatever, right? And I'll just use this as a personal example. And so um, anytime that I start to feel insecure, what I learned in therapy was just kind of thinking through like, what are the stories that are true and what are the stories that I'm like making up, right? And let's be real, I don't always do that. I just jump to like the, you know, the feeling of just being like, all right, like this shit's like fucked up. I feel this way. So like, I'm just going to go with it. But there's also a side to it too, where it's just like, that also takes a lot of like emotional energy. And so in order to not feel that way, what do I need to do? Right. And I think that, um, the tools that I've learned personally and the questions that I'm starting to ask myself, they're all like, all of that, um, for me comes up in like journaling. So if I can have a moment to just, um, maybe like take some time and address that situation at a later time, in the meantime, I will, you know, sit with myself and just kind of process through my own emotions and ask those questions and use the tools that I've learned in therapy to really just take a moment for myself and to understand why I'm feeling this way, right? And I, but that's, I mean, that's not always like a perfect, you know, a perfect thing. I think that like um, giving yourself like compassion, you know, just being like self-compassionate and just knowing that like, even though if you know these tools, um, it's not always going to happen immediately when you want them to, right? And I think that like, for me, that's what I struggled the most because like I came into this experience, um, like the therapy experience and wanting to, you know, yeah, use these, you know, learn these tools and use them at a later time. But like, I learned that um, that always wasn't the case, right? So I slowly had to get there, but um, I think that just required a lot of patience with myself. Um, I would say for me recently, it can be, it can be very difficult to implement those tools. It could be extremely difficult to implement those tools on a continuous, on a consistent basis. Right. So if I'm going to therapy, um, you know, I had last year, I, I was, I was just on a good routine. I was going to therapy like once a week and I had about five or six weeks where I was continuously just meeting with him unpacking things, doing the work, you know, being introspective, asking those difficult questions and really just unpacking situations and how I respond to certain situations um, and, and things are going well and you're doing well. And then all of a sudden, which is actually what I've been realizing right now is all of a sudden you kind of just gradually start to see that you're not doing well and that you're not doing okay. And sometimes it just like comes out of nowhere um, and for me, in those moments, what I have to realize is I have to focus on the basics. I have to focus on the basics. When I know I'm not doing well, I look for certain signs and those things are like, okay, you know, am I drinking water? Am I eating healthy? Am I eating right? Am I going to the gym? Am I going to sleep on time? Am I giving enough hours of sleep? You know, am I showing up late to work? And when I start noticing like these basic foundational things are starting to kind of tip in the wrong direction, that's when I kind of have to be mindful and be self-aware and kind of seek solitude and ask myself, Donovan, what's going on? What's going on? And I've noticed that recently, right? So I haven't seen my therapist in about the last maybe two months, probably two months. I haven't seen him and I'm just noticing that I need to get back in there. So just um, having the self-awareness to just know where you're at being able to ask those questions, being intentional about seeking mindfulness and seeking solitude and being able to just step away from situations 
and ask yourself, Donovan, where are you at taking a self inventory? Because that's when I feel like I'm really able to utilize those tools that I've learned. Donovan, you really do bring up um, a good point about noticing just your regular shifting. Um, a lot of times for me, it's like, oh, okay, I'm on, I don't know. Like, I, um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, those are the huge signs for myself. And um, often I just take a walk and literally act as if I'm having a therapy session with my therapist. Um, and just, because oftentimes, like, I, I really have a hard time processing my emotions, for instance. Um, I may be feeling angry or maybe feeling sad and not know where that came from whatsoever. And so that takes, that requires me to really just sit with myself. And I think with 2020 and the pandemic taught us is that we have to sit with ourselves and, or well, it forced us to sit with ourselves, therefore, like, forced us to have conversations we normally wouldn't have, at least for me. Um, and so now I either take walks or literally just sit on my bed and try to write or draw. And whatever emotions I'm feeling somewhat like come out when I'm sitting with myself. And then from there, it's like, okay, so why is this making me feel X, Y, and Z? And sometimes I may be irrational. And it's like, I shouldn't feel X, Y, and Z about this. But again, still extending grace to um, myself and being like, okay, so is it something I need to communicate? Is it something I need to accept about myself or about the situation? And it's obviously like much, much easier said than done. Um, but slowly doing these things had like, I, I feel like has made a, a few differences in my life. Yeah, something that like my therapist and I have been talking about recently is self-sabotage and self-sabotaging behavior. And I have an assessment actually that I'll send y'all after this episode that she had me do because it's like when we say self-sabotage, there can be this assumption that it's it's the same for everyone, but it's not like there's literally eight different ways or eight different types of self-sabotage. And, you know, we're all very different in those ways. And so like one thing I really struggle with is anxiety and a lot of overthinking in like creating stories that are not real, right? And because I um, create those stories because I'm always looking for like problems, that's why I'm so anxious because in my head things like I'm not even here anymore. And so that's one thing that my therapist and I have been really working through is how to stop self-sabotaging. And I'm so grateful for her because I do identify as a very self-aware person, right? Like I, I am often, um, I am often able to like understand my emotions but I don't often know what to do with the emotions afterward, you know, because I feel everything so strongly and I end up like exploding or talking to way too many people about what I'm going through. And so um, sort of what Adia mentioned is like, I'm trying to learn how to just sit in it by myself, like sit in the bed, go on a walk and have a conversation with my therapist or have a conversation with God. Because um, I think for me, like some of the ways that I handle 
the intensity of my emotions, it's just not healthy for me. And um, my therapist has like really been pushing me to just like stop repeating certain cycles um, that I go through. Um, something I did want to ask is how do you all, like what role will therapy play in your lives in 2021? So Donovan, you said you haven't gone in a couple of months. Um, do you want that to change? Like how, how are we going to use therapy to help us grow this next year? Definitely. Um, so for me, therapy is going to play a very significant role in my life in 2021 um, for multiple reasons. Um, you know, mental health, I, I feel like this episode came at a really, really good time you know, because mental health has just been on my mind. I think it's been on a lot of people's minds. Um, personally, there's a lot of things going on in my life right now. There are many different events and occasions and happenings going on in my life right now. I got in, I got engaged to the love of my life three weeks ago. I did get engaged. I did get engaged um, three weeks ago. In addition to that, um, you know, 2021 is a very important year for me. It's a very, it's very near and dear to my heart, right? So April 10th makes 10 years since my dad passed away, right? Um, so the 10 year anniversary coming up, that's been on my mind. My dad's birthday is Valentine's Day, which is in four days, um, you know, and, you know, just getting engaged and, you know, thinking about my wedding day and thinking about who's gonna be there versus who's not gonna be there. Um, thinking about things like grief and loss and, you know, making sure you know, I, I place a lot of pressure on myself, right? I place a lot of pressure on myself in like, I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great fiance. I want to be a great father one day, right? Um, I want to continue being a great son to my mom, right? You know, my mom has another 15 years to work. So making sure that my mom is good. Um, so all of these things happening and then professionally, right? You know, advocating for a performance evaluation and advocating for a raise. Um, Alexis about to graduate in March and her looking for her first job out of graduate out of school. So lots of things are just happening and and even though there are a lot of great great things i think it's i think it's really productive to normalize that even when great things are happening you can still be stressed you can still have anxiety you can still feel overwhelmed you can still feel stressed so um therapy is going to play a vital role in me navigating all of that navigating all of the emotions and the feelings and the events and everything associated with the events and what they mean, because um, I know I can't do it by myself. I know I can't do it by myself. So utilizing therapy to ground me in this year, to ground me through these seasons and these changes and these um, different levels of evolving that I'm going through is going to be extremely important. So looking forward to growing, looking forward to spiritual healing, looking forward to development. Um, yeah. So one of the topics on my mind um, that I feel like therapy is going to help me with is, you know, um, to kind of like echo Donovan's point about like, even when things are good, there's, there can still be things that stress you out, right? And I've been thinking about how like, we've been living in a pandemic for about a year now, and we are, you know, shifting towards having like a vaccine and eventually things are gonna go back to like normal and whatever that normal is going to look like. And a part of me has found some comfort in all of this and having to go through yet another transition of like seeing folks again and the anxiety that comes with that because it's like, okay, like even though you know the world is changing up again and 
um, potentially we can see folks again, like I've been okay somewhat, you know, in this like space where it's really just been me and my partner and like we've been just chilling and spending time alone and like to have that look different is going to be yet another season of change that I I don't know if I'm like prepared for or ready for because I I feel comfortable right now and um I haven't brought this up in therapy yet so I'm sure this will be a session for sure <laughs> but it's something that I'm just you know like I, it's made me realize that um that this comfort that I have with things that um I guess you could label it as like uncertainty was something that I definitely found out about myself in 2020 where it's like okay actually there are times when I can be okay with uncertainty because it does bring this level of comfort but like now that I've been in it what does that mean right and what does that look like in 2021 when things are slowly getting better and shifting again and so um I recognize it's going to be a period of transition again um and I think that for me my personal experience with therapy has been positive, especially with supporting me through those like seasons of transition and change. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know what that conversation is going to look like because I'm still trying to sort out, you know, like what things I want to keep the same, I guess, and one thing, you know, what, what things I want to welcome. Um, but that's definitely been something on my mind as we approach this, this phase in, you know, our world where things could go back to normal and, um, you know, we could, we could go back to how things were, but it's like, well, how do you, how do you find like the middle ground of like both, right? Like I, I'm definitely an extrovert through and through, but like this pandemic has really nurtured like that homebody that I like I am. And so, um, yeah, so it's kind of like navigating that and wondering how that'll look or unfold for me in 2021. Um, I don't know if I have anything new to add, honestly, pretty much the same. I, I just started a new job this week, so I'm going through a period of transition, but also this is, so yeah, this is my second job out of college. So now really seeing, just learning to see myself as a professional who's an expert rather than somebody who's fresh out of college. And I am somebody who struggles to vocalize myself in a social setting. So if it's more than like three people, I just don't like talking. And part of it is my anxiety. Um, and so that's something definitely uh, my therapist and I are planning on working on. Um, and then outside of that, just I'm sure this year is going to be a period of transition, I know for me. Um, and so really getting myself prepared mentally um, to adapt, oh, I can talk, I cannot talk, um, uh, to adapt and um, acclimate myself to the new things that are happening. And also, again, like one thing 2021 has taught us is that you can't plan too far. And so I don't know what might happen next week. And so I'm, yes, planning for the long-term as far as just what I think will happen, but also I know whatever happens in the short term that I will rely, not necessarily rely, but I know I'll have support of access to therapy to get me through. Yeah, I think all, uh, like a common theme I heard from all of us in a different way is just like, how quickly things change and adjusting to that. Um, and I, for me, I'm really trying to let go of um, 
fear of that change, right? Like there are some things that I have deeply invested in um, and I have mapped out. And when these things change in any kind of way, it makes me extremely overwhelmed um, because I am someone who I, I really do struggle with change. And even on a macro level, like COVID, right? Like I haven't, I haven't even wrapped my mind around like being able to interact with people again and what that's going to do to all of my relationships because there has been a certain sort of comfort that's come from like just having a very small circle right now and not really welcoming new people in, right? Like I feel like the people who are in my life now, um, I'm very comfortable with how things are. I feel, um, or I trust the folks who are in my life now. And to know that like when things open back up, things are going to shift because that's just natural. Like you're gonna be around new energy and all of those things. So I think a lot about how can I just be so grounded in myself that I'm not afraid of what's to come, that I'm not living a life of fear. And so um, on a spiritual note, the word for this year from a pastor I listened to is um, anchored and being anchored. And that is something I'm really working on this year is literally having a foundation that is so strong that when anything comes my way, like I'm swayed, but I'm not knocked down, you know, um, because I feel like frequently I do get knocked down and I just, I don't want to be anymore. Um, so that's something that's sitting on my mind. When you mentioned like the word of the year, like, I don't know if that's normal, but I also came up with like a word of the year too. And um, I don't know, maybe that's like something that folks in therapy do. I don't know. But like my focus for this upcoming year was recalibrate. And um, and that's just because like there was just so many things that shifted us off the path in 2020 that I felt like I was just kind of like existing. You know what I mean? And then like I was swayed, to use your terms, like I was just kind of swayed and I I just kept swaying and I, and I couldn't go back to what I originally planned on doing. And um this year like now that I have a better like uh, understanding of how you know things work and like how um what the norm looks like for me I think I can go back to you know at least some kind of version of what I wanted to do in 2020 but make that work for like who I am in 2021 right and so uh, I've been thinking about that quite a bit um but to like really answer your question I, I think that like knowing that therapy is always going to be this resource and I'm going to keep it as a constant, you know, in my, in my life. I think that helps to kind of, um, I guess like it helps me go about life in a different way in a sense where, um, I know that I, if not every day is going to be that like great day, right. And not every day is going to be a bad day, but like in those days, I know that, um, I'll have the validation of like my therapist to really help me push through those moments and help like process. Right. And so, um, I like for 2021, I've decided that maybe like trying it monthly, um, could be kind of this like shift so that like during those weeks where I feel like maybe it's not a whole lot going on, I'll still have something to share monthly. Um, and so far it's been working out okay. And I feel like this feels good. And this is the kind of relationship that I do want to keep to main, and keep and maintain in my life. Um, and I think that 
it has shown me that I'm always going to want cre to create space for this kind of relationship um, so that I can continue to grow in this capacity. One thing that I think about uh, when I think about the year 2020, a word that comes to mind is preparation. And, you know, when we think about 2021 and, you know, the pandemic transitioning into something different because, you know, more people are taking the vaccines and less people are, you know, contracting the virus and things of that nature, um, things are going to change and things are going to open up and you're going to be put in different spaces that you were not in in the last like 12 to 15 months, right? But I think about those 12 to 15 months when the pandemic was so widespread and it, it, it prepared you. It prepared you because it, it forced you into situations that were uncomfortable. It forced you into situations where you had to tap into different levels of resilience and different levels of strength. And you had to kind of unlock different levels of yourself, different levels of yourself, because it was this situation where we had a whole world that was collectively transitioning together. Right. So I think the year 2020 definitely prepared us for the coming season and the coming transition. And I, I hold on to that as a pillar of strength. Um, and then also one thing that y'all were talking about was the word of the year. And I think that is something that people be doing in therapy because I be coming up with words of the year all the time. But my words of the year are I have two and those are manifestation and alignment. And those just speak to me because I feel like for the last 10 years, you know, I've been I've been stuck in a place of um, I've been stuck in a place of, you know, telling myself stories and, and telling myself these things that I'm believing and, you know, things that are self detrimental and, you know, not affirming myself, not believing that I'm worthy. Right. So this upcoming year, I'm focused on my worthiness. I'm focused on my value. I'm focused on going after everything that is mine. I'm focused on stepping into greatness. I'm focused on loving on others. I'm focused on receiving love from others and not sitting in shame and saying, I don't deserve or I'm not worthy of this love. Um, I'm focused on just getting everything out of life, everything positive, everything good. And even if it's negative and bad, I'm, I'm focused on changing that lens into a form of gratitude and into a form of understanding, like what is this trying to teach me? What, ex what lesson is this experience trying to teach me and show me um, and focusing on those things, you know? So that's what I look forward to in 2021. Um, I love that. Um, I would say one thing therapy taught me or um, one thing I learned from therapy is just that the need to be curious at all times. And so it's not so much so why would this happen to me, but really just thinking like, what, I, what can I learn from this let from this situation obviously it's much easier said than done because some situations are trash and you don't want to think about the lesson um but I do I don't have a word of the year but I do have a verse of the year which is um faith shows really the re, uh faith shows the reality of what we hope for and the evidence of things we cannot see um and for me it's this year is just a year of faith. It means just taking that leap, even when I don't see the full store, um, staircase. And again, I think for me, even if things were to go south or left or where, wherever, um, just knowing that 
the things I need are within me, um, that the lessons I've learned in therapy, the tools I have had in therapy are within me, the people the people in my life are there to support me even, you know, it's just knowing that whatever is surrounding me is going to be all that I need. And so obviously I will, um, I will dedicate myself in making sure that I, you know, I attend my therapy sessions for the betterment of myself and my self-development. But again, shit happens. And so, um, just a reminder so much so that like while these things are great and also the tools we have are really within us and just at least for me um that I need to tap in into these things in order to march on what I love about you know all of us and stuff we shared is that um there's always hope on the other side like even us talking about it now, it, it feels like we've reached a place where there may be times that are really hard, but we understand perhaps through therapy, through faith, through spirituality, through just learning that um, there is another side of it. There is another side after the pain. There's another side after the heartache. There's another side, you know, after the stress and after being overwhelmed. And so um, knowing each of your stories, I'm very excited to see what 2021 brings you because it sounds like it's going to be abundant, even if it's very hard to get there, right? And so I think the last question to wrap this up for the listeners who perhaps are interested in therapy but maybe haven't started um, is just why should they start? That's the question right there, y'all. There's so many answers. So, there's so many. There's so many. There's so many answers. Yeah, I I, I kind of try to like, you know, put it into words while mm -hmm. you start. Um, I first want to address the fact that like, I think there's still a stigma with mental health and therapy that like you need to go, right? And the word need, I, I think that you can define that in your own terms, right? Whether you or not you need it, like that's something for you to decide what that means to you. But like, honestly, you don't need to go to therapy to go to therapy, right? And so I, I'll just say that to begin with. Um, I do think that if you are in a space to want to get to know self better and to make sure that you are doing the work in order to be a better version of yourself, I think that therapy is a way to get there. Um, and I say that um, based off of like what we talked about in our last conversation, but like, you know, um, therapy has helped me become a better professional and just an individual in like my own like space, right? And so um, I think about the tools that I picked up from the conversations that I've had with my therapist as a thought partner about work and how to approach, you know, like, people at work, right? And then versus um, how I want to approach the like relationships in my life, whether that's with family or just even with my partner. So it's um, given me kind of this outlet, but also, you know, this framework to become the best version of me. And that's the best way I can describe it, right? And I think that like, um, we can all agree that in some, you know, shape or form that it, it has helped us in 
more positive ways than it has negative, you know, negatively. Um, so, you know, for anyone who's just like looking to explore it, like if you just want somebody who is unbiased and is professionally trained to, you know, support you in whatever way you want, like you have control of what that relationship looks like and they're able to meet you wherever you are. And that, that itself, I think is just so calming and it's um, just, been able to provide an experience that I haven't been able to find um, through like my own my own network or my own friends or even my own family. And so um, just start. I would say like, if you're just curious about it, just start and um, see if it's for you. Like you owe it to yourself to even just explore it because you just like never know until you try, right? So I, uh, I'll, just, I'll just start there. What comes to mind for me is um, just the word investment and, and self-investment, um, you know, we always hear, and it sounds very cliche, you, you hear it so many times, but you cannot take care of other people unless you take care of yourself. You cannot thoroughly and 100% um, invest in other things in your life and pour into other things in your life unless you're utilizing that same amount of effort to pour into yourself to invest in yourself, to take care of yourself, to fill up your own cup of water. Um, and for me, therapy has taught me that so many different times in so many different ways. Um, you know, even if you feel as though you're not really sure, you're not really certain, you're a little bit skeptical about going in and what it's going to be to be able to talk to somebody, um, I would encourage you to just do it. I would encourage you to do it and take that leap of faith. Um, if you believe that you're worth it, or even if you're in a space where you don't feel like you're worth it, but you want to get to a space where you feel like you're worth it, then therapy is for you. Therapy is for you. Um, and Avi, I loved what you said, something along the lines of, you don't have to go to therapy. To, you don't need to go to therapy to have to go to therapy. That's just so true. It, it's so true. Um, anyone can benefit from it. It's, it's life-changing. It's powerful. It's it's an investment into you. And, and I really just don't think you're going to go wrong by taking that step um, to invest in yourself, to invest in yourself. And if you're a person who loves to give unto others and loves to give part of you to others in, um, in different ways, you have to be able to do that for yourself. You have to. You really, really have to. So go do it. Please go do it. Please go do it. Yes, I would say therapy for me, it allowed me to build intimacy with myself and develop relationships, like better relationships with my loved ones. Um, meaning that I was really able to talk to somebody and really understand myself, my traumas, the things that triggered me, the things that upset me, et cetera. Um, and it really allowed me to be vulnerable with myself, right? So really acknowledging, oh, this hurts. This did not feel good. And sometimes it's hard to tell that to a loved one. Sometimes it's hard to even acknowledge that for yourself. But there's this stranger who doesn't know much about you other than the fact that you, other than the things that you let them know. Um, and them really acknowledging, oh, that must hurt. That's, that itself is like very validating and just has allowed me to really be vulnerable with myself and just be intimate with myself and my feelings. Um, as far as my relationship with others, it 
because I was able to build that intimacy, understanding with myself, I was able to be gracious with myself. I was able to extend grace to myself. And as a result of that, I was also able to extend grace with my loved ones and people in my life. On top of that, I would say though, it allowed me to set boundaries and really communicate those boundaries. And because those boundaries are in place that my relationship with my parents, my relationship with my partner, my relationship with my siblings have been so much better because I now know what I'm feeling. I know what I want from them. I know where my boundaries are and I'm able to communicate those things. Um, and so just to sum it up, it's just really allowed me to grow as a person and just be more like it allowed me to become more present with my relationship. And so if you want that, <laughs> but I think it's overall, it's just a great investment. I, you just got to try it. And then to, I've yet to say someone um, who doesn't they may say they don't like their therapist, which is one thing, but to say that therapy did the opposite of positive is just something I've, I've yet to hear. So I so love do everything it. y'all said, honestly, this should be a commercial, okay, for therapy. <laughs> but I think the word I'm going to add is accountability, right? Because I think my therapist you know, she takes notes. So if I tell her one week, this is what I'm going to do. Then I come the next week and I'm telling her a whole different story. She's going to say, but wait, that's not what you said your goal was. You're not acting and behaving in the ways that, that you, that you, uh, that you said you wanted to do. Right. And so I think that's the helpful thing about therapy is having someone in your life that doesn't have that same emotional connection to you, that wants the best for you and is gonna hold you accountable. And yes, sometimes the conversations are gonna be really hard. And yes, sometimes they may say things that you don't wanna hear about yourself, but at the end of the day, um, it's only to improve who you are so that you can reach the best version of yourself, perhaps the best version of yourself that you didn't even think you were capable of reaching. Um, so I think that's my word is, is accountability. Um, I love therapy. So I'm very grateful that I'm in therapy because like I said, life happens. And to know that there's someone that I can meet with on a weekly basis to just be like, this is what's going on in my life um, and feel so comfortable and just trust them with every single thing. Things that I don't tell my family or my friends or my partner you know, everyone needs that. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, does anyone have any last words before I close it out? I did want to say one thing. Um, and I, I just like, from this conversation, it just made me realize that like, I know who I am with therapy and I know who I am without therapy. Mm. And, you know, like with that in mind, it's like, I am infinitely you know a thousand times better whenever I have this like support to someone in my corner someone to me accountable to someone to validate me and to just even know that's there I think has made like a world's difference right and to think about me and who I was before I sought out this like support 
like is someone that I just don't want to go back to. And I think that like for me is shown that like this is an example of growth that I am completely okay with. And I'm, you know, and I'm so interested in seeing, you know, where this goes, right? And so um, I think that like, you know, we're all here because we like love our experience, you know, the therapy experience and like we love, um, you know, bettering ourselves. And I think that's essentially what it comes down to, right? It's like, if you, if you are willing to put in that love into self, prove to yourself that you do love yourself by doing this, right? And so um, that's just something that I know for me, it's like, wow, like how much do you love yourself, Avi? And if you do, what are you doing to show yourself that? And therapy has been one of those things to do that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Donovan, I'm sorry. um, Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. For me, um, I think about like therapy, for example, something that comes to mind is like the grass is greener. The grass is green, like the grass is greener on the opposite side of therapy, right? So, Avi, like what you said, I can think about that. I I can conceptualize who Donovan was before he started taking this therapeutic journey, and now I conceptualize who he is now. Um, and the person that he is now is a person that he's proud of. The person that he is now is a person that he still wants to continue continue to grow and continue to cultivate and continue to develop. He's a person that's self-aware. He's a person that asks himself critical questions. He's a person that holds himself accountable for some behaviors that may be maladaptive or toxic or unhealthy. Um, He's a person who challenges himself, um, puts himself in situations that are gonna grow him and make him better. So um, I think about like when you go to therapy and you open up that door and you're looking across, like the grass is greener on the other side. And sometimes it's difficult to see that from the outside looking in. Maybe when you're going to that first therapy appointment, you don't know what it's gonna look like, but I can tell you right now for the people who are thinking about taking this step, um, the grass is greener. The grass is greener because it molds you. It makes you better. It grows you. It nurtures you. It feeds your soul. So um, definitely looking forward to 2021, looking forward to continue to grow my therapist and um, to be in the best version of me. Um, One thing I wanted to add was that Obviously, therapy is great, and we can tell people to go to therapy, Um, but we also have to acknowledge that therapy is expensive. It's very inaccessible, Um, and so I do have some, uh, a few resources that I can share, and I'm hoping you all have other resources you can share as well that way um, people know about it. Um, There is um, a foundation called the Loveland Foundation, which is a foundation that matches um, Black women to therapists. And I think Black women are, well, those who are able to get those therapy are able to get like up to 10 sessions. Um, Also, Therapy for Black Girls is a really great podcast. There's also several blogs, et cetera. I know for me, I started therapy when I was an undergrad and my university had five free sessions a semester. And so if you are a student, definitely look into your institution and see if they have any um, mental health um, support. And then I don't know if you all have any more to add, but those were the ones that I know of. I would say use your network. Your network is also um, an important resource too. That's, uh, I think that like, you know, if you surrounded yourself, if you surround yourself around like like-minded individuals, um, you know that also means that you're surrounding yourself with people who want to better themselves. So ask them, you know, ask them what they're doing, and 
Um, I found that in my own network, uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of my colleagues actually um, went to therapy and they were so excited to share about their experiences. And so um, I saw that they were like doing the work and like they had such great things to say and that influenced my decision to go. So definitely tap into your network. Um, yeah, and see what they're doing. And then also I would say too, um, also understanding that I look at their as important as therapy is, I do look at it as a part of a bigger whole, right? Mm -hmm. So therapy is like a part of this whole and like that wholeness is like this umbrella and that wholeness is like self-care. The wholeness is self-love, right? So underneath that umbrella of self-love is, can be therapy, but can it, also, it can also be other things. It can be surrounding yourself with like-minded people. It can be making sure that you're in positive spaces that nourish you and feed you, making sure that, um, you know, whether that's health and fitness or whether that's listening to music or just doing the things that cultivate some type of self-love and taking care of yourself and bettering yourself and understanding that therapy is a big part of that and it is a part of it, right? So self-care and self-love is like this whole thing that has so many different opportunities and possibilities and uh, things like that. So continue to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, um, I really appreciate Adiam you naming that, right? Because I think we all are speaking from a very privileged vantage point, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we all have jobs, right? We all have insurance and, um, there are, are, there are millions of people who do not have access to the resources to go to therapy. And I don't personally know, I can't add anything to what you already added, Adiam, but what I will say, like Donovan and Avi alluded to is, um, if therapy is not accessible to you for whatever reason it is, um, you know, thinking about different ways that you can take care of yourself that that are not as expensive. So if it is journaling, if mm -hmm. it is walking, if it is prayer for you, but just doing something that is healing and is nurturing to the soul, um, that's free. So any free things. And, you know, I, I wish I had actual resources, but perhaps this is something I can look up so that when, you know, the episode actually comes out, um, this is something that can be in the description for folks to, to think about. Cause I, you know, um, yeah, I think that's just such a, such an important thing for us to, to, uh, bring to light. So thank you, Ariane, for that. But, um, I, I appreciate y'all for taking time to chat with me again. I know we had such a beautiful conversation last time <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately technology. So thank you so much. I, I think that this episode will help a lot of folks just think through one, what 2020 was for them, what they hope 2021 is now, um, and also how to continue taking care of themselves. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a beautiful night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I hope that you walked away feeling more inspired to prioritize your own mental health, whether it be through therapy, journaling, taking more walks outside, whatever makes you feel good and, and whatever inspires you for change, please prioritize that. As you've been doing, continue to support me and the podcast by following my Instagram page, 
by leaving comments and reviews on the podcast and by letting me know what you think. None of this is possible without you. So thank you again.